So that's one of my thinkings where I, I say it's a living material. And the sculptings I do out of them are humans at the moment, that it's like humans and they are living. And it's, it's a process that, that shows your fragility, the human fragility, because we think we stay here forever, but we don't. You know, you change, you get older, you die. That's all a process and it's similar to wood, to me. And it's, it's part of the expression of, of, the, of the piece. Today I'm talking to the sculptor and carving artist, Christopher Schlesinger. It's so great to meet you here on Zoom, Christopher. Thank you. It's great to meet you too. <laughs> yeah, I see one of your lovely artworks behind you. Yeah, there's one there. Amazing. And do you have them all around your home or just in your studio? No, there are some, some in here and some are outside and, and some are everywhere around in, in galleries. I've brought two to the Linzer Rathaus yesterday. So it's better if they are not at home because it's better they should be seen and not, should not yeah. be <laughs> Yeah, of course. Yeah. But Christopher, how did you start with this? Uh, because you're carving out of wood. Uh, I started, I made the, the school for sculptors mm-hmm. in Hallstatt when I was 16. I started the school and it's for, it takes four years. So it's a sculpt school and I always did it before. As a, to me, it's like a, a natural thing to work with my hands and create things because I've ever done it. And So as uh, a child, did you carve? Did no, you carve not really, or... but I, I built a lot of things, you know. It's okay. like that was really normal to me and my father always gave me the, the opportunities and the possibilities to to build and use all his tools and so so it was always always there and wood specifically what drew you to wood to use wood as a medium man uh, i mean as i made the school the sculpting school we used uh, different materials stone and metal and clay and all these all possibly different materials but wood is, to me, it's a material, um, it's the best to touch and the best for me, the best way to express my my things. And, and I don't know, it's, it's just a material I really like. Okay. And so from, from the sculpting school or from there where you studied, um, you, you started more because you said you worked with different materials. So... Then when you started thinking, okay, so wood would be my medium, um, did you already then have sort of in mind how, what you wanted to sculpt? Because your your sculptures are very lifelike. I mean, your the, the faces and that's the, really very lifelike. Um, yeah, uh, that's, it is like that at the moment because mm-hmm. I... I did. I made different sculpts. I, I tried in stone and metal, and they were more abstract pieces. And uh, then there, there was like big artists, with, which I really like, and and they work in wood, and like Bruno Walpott from from Südtirol. And uh, I I thought 
the, the way they express the human in, in wood is so powerful and strong. And I wanted to get to that point to be able to do it as well. And now I think I'm there that, mm -hmm. that it is good enough for me. There's always, there's always more to learn and always things to get better, but, uh, I'm getting there. And now there's, I feel like there's an, an, a time to change again because the scalp things, uh, the, they change at the moment to go more in the abstract way again. Oh, I see. So do you think this is like a, how it evolves in your life or, or with your art that you, you move towards something and then again to something else? So yeah, um, it's most of the the, the, the sculpts are like they they happen. Mm. It's like I, I don't make any models. I do nothing like that. I don't draw them. I do nothing. I just go to a piece of wood. Like yesterday, I, 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 I took a big log and just put it there. And then I, I just watch it for a while and think... Uh, that's one way to do it. I watched watch the, the, the log and think, what could I make out of it? That's one way. And the other way is that I, I have an idea and want, then I go and look which would would be would be usable to, to express that idea. That's the other. These are, these are the two ways I work. And sometimes when you have a log and you just start working, then it's it changes from day to day and in the mood you are in. So the, the, the figures themselves change as well. But do people inspire you to, to you know, the, like the faces, if I see, look at the sculpting at the, or the, the, the faces of the sculptures, it's like people. I mean, it's like really characteristics of people. So do people inspire you? Um, the... the when it comes to people, it's like dancers are really inspiring me. I mean, the movements and, and the expression they do with their bodies, that's really strong to me. If you look at a male or female dancer, it doesn't matter. The, but uh, the way they express things and the bodies, the way they, they express, that is really strong. And faces... Um, Faces is, is a detail where I work around a very long time for the faces and they change always a little bit. If I mean, if you change lips or nose or just yeah. details on that, you change the complete character of the face. And uh, I don't know, I, there, there's some, like, it comes then to a point where you say, now it's finished and then it looks like as it looks, but it's not that I take... Uh, a picture of somebody oh, yeah. try yeah. to, to make that face. Mm. Yeah. I, I spoke to a sculptor once and he said that sometimes he notices things like people's ears, for example, and then yeah, yeah. I, I would sit in a meeting and then, hey, that's an interesting oh, yeah. ear. <laughs> I do that. that as well. <laughs> yeah, it always happens, uh, especially here on the table when we have like dinner and the family is here, like my wife and my daughter and my son and so and then, Dad, you're working again. Because then <laughs> I, 
I look at you know how goes the ear in and what's the difference between his ear and her ear and so okay then here it's a little bit more flat and your ear and this goes a bit like bigger and smaller and and all the differences because there are norms there are norms like the ear goes into the the eye line and the lip line is is like the borders to to an ear but yeah. it's that's just the norm. But if you look at people, they are completely different. Every ear is different. And then I like, you know, I studied at the neck like, <laughs> last time. My daughter said, what are you looking at? And I said, I just have to see the muscle, how it runs in, in here. And so so I was working at my my figure. That, but my daughter was there, so I could study her. Oh, okay. <laughs> for the details. You know, if you should turn the head, it's all, it's all changing. Yeah. And these are all the details that what you are. <laughs> I can just imagine they, they, Dad, are you listening to me? Because you, you're probably just watching. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And I've watched, I've watched a lot, and that it's, it's you watch people a lot if you do yeah. that kind of work. <laughs> yeah, no, I can imagine. But now, um, the wood itself. I mean, different types of wood have different types of uh, characteristics. Yeah. So is there a specific wood that you prefer to work with? Yeah, at the moment it is walnut wood. Okay. Because it has really interesting lines and colors and it changes from some are completely black on the inside and they get lighter to the outside. But they are really interesting as, as the wood itself. And it's really hard wood. And I prefer really, really hard wood because the harder the wood is, the more you can work in details. So it allows you to get finer and, and get more out of it. And if you get like um, like pine or the soft wood, I don't like them at all to work with. Okay. But they would be a lot easier to, to work with because the, oh, wood, yeah. the, the wood is, is lighter and, and it's easier to work with. But if you have, as I always say, well, if the wood is hard, I have to, to take the right tools. Yeah. But, because I, I use every kind of tool. And it, to me, it's not important which kind of tool I use. It's, yeah, I want, I want to get to, to a point and how, whatever I need to to work with doesn't matter as long as I get to the point where I want to come to. But when you studied the, of course, there are many rules and there are many guidelines to how you have to do something. Are you breaking away from what you, how you've learned? Because if you say now that you use any tool, so have you in the time that you've worked on these sculptures taught yourself different things are you experimenting also a lot oh yeah what you do yeah all the time I, I i try you know if you look at youtube videos and uh, because it's like on the on the social social media networks like facebook and so you can watch sculptors all over the world so there i was carving in canada two two times and uh, that was like a meeting from 40 different uh, carvers and you know every country and and every carver uses different ways to get 
to get to to the points where he wants to come to and when you watch them and you can always learn a lot and as i said there's always a, always something more to learn <laughs> you're never there yeah i can imagine and and like you say you you're moving towards every time moving towards something else so if you find that you've achieved something then there's a new goal that you have to yeah. work towards. yeah yeah well and and uh my family is is they are really strict with me and they are like my my hardest critics i always say and really and and you can see it yourself because when you look at your your sculpts and your figures you made then you see uh how you you coming on yeah and i don't know the english word for it you know how you progressing yeah exactly and then you don't like uh, figures and sculptures which are two or three years old because you think that's not any good that's not any good you, you oh, yeah. can't cannot show this to anybody but at the stadium you make it, you think, ah, oh, that's really good. But it changes with the way you change and the way you develop. But now, do you, um, but you must still have the earlier sculpting, uh, sculptings that you did. Uh, is there something that you can look back on and think, hey, this, this was not so bad at all? Yeah, yeah. Well, there are two or three of these pieces, but... I sold them, <laughs> but I still have the pictures. And there, there are two or three where I think, well, that was good at that time. Mm. And and it would be still good enough for me today. There, there, of course, there are some. It's it's not all bad when you look at it. Yeah. <laughs> but just some pieces, you, you know, you, you see you're, you're progressing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and now that you talk about selling your work, I spoke to a, a painter the other day at an exhibition and, and he sold one of his paintings and he said, um, I, I, well, I asked him, is it not hard for you because he worked so long on the painting, is it hard to let it go? And he said, well, when it's when you see who buys it, um, it makes also a difference that it, yeah. you think, okay, well, these people, it's going to a nice home, basically. Yeah, Do you exactly. feel that way as well about your work? It, that is a, a process, I would say, because I, I, I'm completely self-employed just for three years now. All yeah. the other times before, I've used to work in offices and for big companies and did other things to have a living money. But now I'm, I'm completely self-employed and, and live off that. And then one point is that you um, you have to sell your work to live from it. Yeah. That's one point. And to me, it's not hard at all now to, to sell a piece because it gives me the opportunity to work on. Okay, yeah. I need to to sell because then I can invest in myself again in tools and wood and and I have family of course that need, needs money as well. So yeah. uh, and as you said, most of the times you speak to the people who buy your pieces and they like them so much that they buy them because of my, I mean my pieces to me are they. Well, I've, uh, I hear quite often that I should go up with the prices, 
where do you know? Oh, okay. But mm -hmm. uh, then first you have to have a name. Mm. And I'm on the way to go there, but I'm not there yet. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, it's easier if you have a name and, and you can do whatever you like and people want to buy it anyway, because it's an investment. Mm. But as, as a standard artist, I say it's, that's not mm. the way it goes. Usually it's not, always, is, it's, it's yeah. not an easy way to go. It's, it's, it's really it's really not um, really fair if you think of it. Uh, and this is something another artist said the same thing to me. It's the artwork doesn't change really. It's just people's perception of the artist. You know, it's this name okay, that you yeah. have to have. Uh, what makes people pay more for it, which is actually mm -hmm. not really fair. If you think yeah, of it, but that's, that's the way it goes. That is, yeah. I know. Right. I know sculptors where. You know, as you say, the the their pieces don't change, mm. but uh, whatever they do, he he can do whatever he wants. If he cuts in once and and puts it on the table, and it's, then it would be bought as well. Yeah, but it, that's well, uh, I'm not there yet. <laughs> 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 but. The, the, that's that's a point where I can thank you because your work, uh, like giving artists the possibility to have a voice out there, mm -hmm. and um, is always important because that's one of the important, most important things that people get to know you, and you yeah. you get to to know people, and you know it's it's always a challenge get go and find new galleries and, and new places and. It's a work that never stops on the yeah. on that way. Yeah, and it's also not. I, I can imagine if you can just do your art and that's all you have to do. But you have to think of the business side and you have to think mm. of the marketing side as well. And most of the time, that's not one person because an artist yeah. is, is. Everybody <laughs> says that. Yeah, yeah, there is <laughs> like that. I mean, in in. I used to to work in the in the marketing part in big companies, mm. so I know that part, and I, I was like in uh, supporting salespeople as well. So I know I know the way of of selling, and and uh, I know a bit, little bit of marketing and, and trying to work in that way. But most of the time, that's not what I like yeah. because I want to go down to my art. Because I I just work outside, I want to be out there and work, mm -hmm. and not sit in front of a computer to do my my paperwork and my bills and my trying to get some some marketing out there. Mm -hmm. I want to work, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I th that's what I think. That's what everybody feels. Every artist feels like that. Mm. But now, uh, Christopher. Um, the wood that you work with, wood is a, a live uh, thing. So do you have to treat the wood because these sculptors uh, sculptures have to last forever. So do you treat the wood or, or what, how does it work? Um, I used to used to work with uh, the whole logs. So I don't usually, if most of the sculptors working with wood, they they cut the logs in pieces and they glue them together again so they then they don't crack and they don't they don't change 
but mine, mine, they crack. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they do because most of the time I buy wood and I just start working right away. I don't dry it. I don't wait for anything. I just work, and then when it's finished, I bring it to a gallery and put it in there. So you put it on show and. It often happens that they get big cracks in the galleries. Really? But, yeah. uh, I mean, they, they get oiled. And I, do, I do the surfaces, I treat the surfaces. But to me, as you said, it's a living material and it never stops. It can be, it can be cut down 100 years ago. When it gets, it gets wet, it swells up again. And if it dries, it goes together again and that that process never never stops so that's one of my thinkings where i i say it's a living material and the sculptings i do out of them are humans at the moment that it's like humans and they are living and it's it's a process that that shows your fragility the human fragility because we think we stay here forever, but we don't. You know, you change, you get older, you die. That's all a process and it's similar to wood mm. for me. And it's it's part of the expression of, of the of the piece. Amazing. Oh, that's <laughs> beautiful, yeah. Because now I think if so if you live near the coast, your your sculpture will be different than somebody who lives say where it's very dry so it will it will change according to where you are and where you live how beautiful and it, and that? sorry if i interrupt you yeah. it, i have people who bought pieces of me and you know in, in austria it's like you have the heating season mm -hmm. in like winter time and and they they put the, the piece outside in winter really so, that it, that it doesn't crack because of the heating, because mm -hmm. that makes a big, big uh, change to wood, wooden pieces. If you put on the heating, like a wooden, like a floor heating, and and you turn the heating on, the, the air gets dry. Mm -hmm. Then it, it can some pieces can crack more, like mm -hmm. because they work again, and in summertime it's fine. They bring it back in again. So that that is part of of, yeah. of the piece. And I don't care about cracks because people always say to me, oh, there's a, there, but it, it's a shame that he got a crack. I said, no. Yeah. You you get like wrinkles and that, and that's yeah. part of the, of the being. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I <laughs> really love that. Yeah. So it's never finished then, then really. No, it never yeah. is. Like yeah. we are not perfect. No. And, and yeah. the pieces are like a mirror. Hey, I'm going to call these little ones cracks now. Yeah. <laughs> it's a natural process. Yeah. <laughs> no one of us stays here forever. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Christopher, but I love your work. Absolutely. When I saw it on Thank Instagram, you. I absolutely love it. I've I've got a ballet dance, and my two of my children are ballet dancers. So the movement for me in the in the sculptures I recognized. And it's beautiful, really. But uh, yeah, so, but Christopher, tell me now, what is now the wish and the dream for the future? Uh, my biggest wish is to, to get to the point where I can live easily of it, you know, better. And, uh, because at the moment I live of it and I love it. It's, it's, 
it's it's I am at the point where I always wanted to come to, and someday I made made the decision. So now I'm I'm living off sculpting, and I love it. It's the best thing I this decision as I've ever made. But the biggest wish for the future is to live easy of it. No. Do what I want to do in expression in wood, and and yeah, learn learn more to get to get and you know get the possibility to to buy like more wood, bigger wood, different machines, and try different processes to it. But it all needs a lot of money. Mm. And uh, so it I know most most artists say I don't do the art for money. Mm. I do it anyway. Um, I mean that's the same to me. I do it anyway, but up the, on the other hand, you have to live with it if you want exactly. to live it. Yeah. And if if that game go comes together and works together, then it's easier. And yeah, that that's so way. basically, so basically, you need you you want somebody to do your marketing and your <laughs> yeah. uh, or your or your admin so that yeah, you can just <laughs> exactly. If I would like if if I, if there's a person out there that says I'm make I make your marketing and I'm like your manager or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. that would be the best part. And I can just do my work. Good, yeah, amazing. <laughs> well, with with. With work like that, it's very easy to market, I think. And it would be great to market because of, you know, of the work. It's, it's. I think in any work, so marketing is, is a skill in itself and it's also an art form in itself. So if you work with, with such beautiful artworks, then why not? Yeah. Let's put it out there. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Okay. Christopher, it was so lovely to talk to you. I hope you. to one day come to your gallery and see your beautiful work. I I love the story behind the work and that the work is not never finished and that it it cracks and 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 it's just human. Yeah, yeah, it's living as you said. Yeah. Well, I'll let you know if I'm around Vienna somewhere. Yes, please do, and we'll grab. I a had coffee. an exhibition in Vienna last year, so. Oh, you have yeah, yeah. to tell me, please. And then you can look at my ear as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything, ear, nose, lips, nose, you know, every, My everything. neck, I'll do yeah. <laughs> I won't mind. I'll, I'll invite you for coffee and you can have a great look. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, Christopher, have a lovely afternoon. Thank you. For and the see you in Vienna soon. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs>